Hare Krishna, <clears throat> my dear devotees, <clears throat> welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios in Hive, Southeast England, just, just next to the English Channel. And if you speak Anglo-Saxon, it's called The Haven, Hare Krishna. We're reading we're hearing, rather, the sound of the Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, five hours a day. And then with this and rounds and some other things we do every day, it's full-on service. And it's so nice because, as Srila Prabhupada said, there's no time for Maya. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Welcome aboard. Uh, and to all of you and uh, don't forget to try to canvas to get people to uh, subscribe <clears throat> to the YouTube channel Daily Readings of Srila Prabhupada's books we're, over, we're between six and seven hundred we need to get up to a thousand then we can say bye bye to Facebook lots of people are nowadays Okay, Srimad Bhagavata, Mahima Stotram by Sanatana Goswami, glorifying the Srimad Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita, by the way, because it's spoken by Krishna, the essence of the Vedas. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidvanduditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Prema Varshakshadayate, Sarvadasavasevyaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Marikabando Matsangin Madguru Man Mahadana Manistadagamad Bhagya Mad Anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth. <coughs> My Savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin, atini chuchatakada, hanamunchagadachin mam, premna ritkantayospura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice. 
with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya All right. This classic piece of literature, Bhagavad Gita as it is, and the introduction to the Bhagavad Gita as it is, another a classic piece of writing, where part four of the front matter of the Bhagavad Gita, and we're beginning in the introduction, with the paragraph beginning, living entities are traveling from one planet to another. Hare Krishna. Associate with Srila Prabhupada. The living entities are traveling from one planet to another, but it is not that we can go to any planet we like merely by a mechanical arrangement. If we desire to go to other planets, there is a process for going there. This is also mentioned Yanti Deva Vrta Devan Pitrin Yanti Priti Vrtaha. No mechanical arrangement is necessary if we want interplanetary travel. The Gita instructs Yanti Deva Vrta Devan. The moon, the sun, the higher planets are called Swargaloka. There are three different statuses of planets, higher, middle, and lower planetary systems. The earth belongs to the middle planetary system. Bhagavad Gita informs us how to travel to the higher planetary systems. Devaloka. Within a very with a very simple formula, Yanti Deva Vrta Devan. One need only worship the particular demigod of that particular planet. And in that way, go to the moon, the sun, or any of the other higher planetary systems. Yet Bhagavad Gita does not advise us to go to any of the planets in this material world because even if we go to Brahmaloka, the highest planet, through some sort of mechanical contrivance, by maybe traveling for 40,000 years, and who would live that long, we will still find the material inconveniences of birth, death, old age, and disease. But one who wants to approach the supreme planet, Krishna Loka, or any other planets within the spiritual sky will not meet with these material inconveniences. Amongst all of the planets in the spiritual sky, there is one supreme planet called Goloka Brindavan, which is the original planet in the abode of the original personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. All of this information is given in Bhagavad Gita and we are given through its instruction, information how to leave the material world and begin a truly blissful life 
in the spiritual sky. In the 15th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, the real picture of the material world is given. It is said there, Urdhva mulam adat shakam ashvatam prahore avyayam chandangsi yasya paranani yastam veda saveda vid. Here the material world is described as a tree whose roots are upwards and branches are below. We have experience of a tree <clears throat> whose roots are upward. If one stands on the bank of a river or any reservoir of water, he can see that the trees reflected in the water are upside down. The branches go downward and the roots upward. Similarly, this material world is a reflection of the spiritual world. The material world is but a shadow of reality. In the shadow, there is no reality or substantiality, substantiality. But from the shadow, we can understand that there are substance and reality. In the desert, there is no water, but the mirage suggests that there is such a thing as water. In the material world, there is no water, there is no happiness, but the real water of actual happiness is there in the spiritual world. The Lord suggests that we attain the spiritual world in the following manner. Bhagavad Gita 15.5 Nirmana moha jitasangadosha adyatmanitya vinivritta maha dvandvaya vimukta sukadukka samgyaya gachchantyamuta padamavyayam tat that padam avyayam or eternal kingdom can be reached by one who is nirmana moha what does this mean we are after designations someone wants to become sir someone wants to become lord someone wants to become the president or a rich man or a king or something else as long as we are attached to these designations we are attached to the body because designations belong to the body but we are not these bodies and realizing this is the first stage in spiritual realization we are associated with the three modes of material nature but we must become detached through devotional service to the Lord if we are not attached to devotional service of the Lord then we cannot become detached from the modes of material nature designations and attachments are due to our lust and desire our wanting to lord it over the material nature as long as we do not give up this propensity of lording it over material nature there is no possibility of returning to the kingdom of the supreme the sanatan dharma that eternal kingdom which is never destroyed can be approached by one who is not bewildered by the attractions of false material enjoyments who is situated in the service of the supreme lord one so situated can easily approach that supreme abode 
Elsewhere in the Gita, 821, it is stated, Avyakto chadait yuktas tam ahu paramam gatim yam prapya nanivartante tadama paramam mama. Avyakta means unmanifested. Not even all the material world is manifested before us. Our senses are so imperfect that we cannot even see all of the stars within this material universe. In Vedic literature, we can receive much information about all the planets and we can believe it or not believe it. All of the important planets are described in Vedic literatures, especially Srimad Bhagavatam. And the spiritual world, which is beyond this material sky, is described as avyakta, unmanifested. Maybe we can shut the window. <clears throat> One should desire and hanker after that supreme kingdom. For when one attains that kingdom, he does not have to return to this material world. Next, one may raise the question of how one goes about approaching that abode of the Supreme Lord. Information of this is given in the 8th chapter. It is said there, Antakali chamameva smaran muktva kalevaram yakpriyati samad bhavam yati nasyatrasangshayaha <clears throat> And whoever, at the end of his life, quits his body remembering me alone, at once attains my nature. Of this there is no doubt. One who thinks of Krishna at the time of his death goes to Krishna. One must remember the form of Krishna. If he quits his body thinking of this form, he surely approaches the spiritual kingdom. Madhbhavam refers to the spiritual, the supreme nature of the Supreme Being. The Supreme Being is Satchit Ananda Bigraha, that is, His form is eternal, full of knowledge and bliss. Our present body is not Satchit Ananda, it is Asat, not Sat. <clears throat> it is not eternal, it is perishable, it is not Chit, full of knowledge, but it is full of ignorance. We have no knowledge of the spiritual kingdom, nor do we even have perfect knowledge of this material world, where there, where there are so many things unknown to us. The body is also nirananda. Instead of being full of bliss, it is full of misery. All of the miseries we experience in the material world arise from the body. But one who leaves this body thinking of Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, at once attains a Satchitananda body. The process of quitting the body and getting another body in the material world is also organized. A man dies after it has been decided what form of body he will have in the next life. Higher authorities, not the living entity himself, make this decision. According to our activities in this life, we can either rise or sink. 
This life is a preparation for the next life. If we can prepare, therefore, in this life to get promotion to the kingdom of God, then surely, after quitting this material body, we will attain a spiritual body, just like the Lord's. As explained before, there are different kinds of transcendentalists, the Brahmavadi, Paramatmavadi, and the devotee. And, as mentioned, in the Brahmajyoti, spiritual sky, there are innumerable spiritual planets. The number of these planets is far, far greater than all of the planets of this material world. This material world has been approximated as only one quarter of the creation. In this material segment, there are millions and billions of universes with, with trillions of planets and suns, stars, and moons. But this whole material creation is only a fragment of the total creation. Most of the creation is in the spiritual sky. One who desires to merge into the existence of the Supreme Brahman is at once transferred to the Brahma Jyoti of the Supreme Lord and thus attains the spiritual sky. The devotee who wants to enjoy the association of the Lord enters into the Vaikuntha planets, which are innumerable, and the Supreme Lord, by his plenary expansions as Narayana, with four hands and with different names like Prajumna, Aniruddha, and Govinda, associates with him there. Therefore, at the end of life, the transcendentalists think either of the Brahma Jyoti, the Paramatma, or the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. In all cases, they enter into the spiritual sky, but only the devotee, or he who is in personal touch with the Supreme Lord, enters into the Vaikuntha planets, or the Goloka Vrindavan planet. The Lord further adds that of this there is no doubt. This must be firmly, this must be believed firmly. We should not reject that which does not tally with our imagination. Our attitude should be, <clears throat> our attitude should be that of Arjuna. I believe everything that you have said. Therefore, when the Lord says that at the time of death, whoever thinks of Him as Brahman or Paramatma or as the Personality of Godhead certainly enters into the spiritual sky, there is no doubt about it. There is no question of disbelieving it. You hear Prabhupada's faith coming through powerfully in this section of this introduction. <clears throat> the Bhagavad Gita 8.6 also explains the general principle that makes it possible to enter the spiritual kingdom simply by thinking of the Supreme at the time of death. Yam yam vapi smaran bhavam chachantyante kalevaram tam tam 
evaiti kaunteya sadatad bhava bhavitaha. Whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his present body, in his next life he will attain to that state without fail. Now, first we must understand that material nature is a display of one of the energies of the Supreme Lord. In the Vishnu Purana 6.7.61 the total energies of the Supreme Lord are delineated. Vishnu Shakti para prokta chitra gyakya tata para avidya karmasam gyanya tritiya shaktir ishite. The Supreme Lord has diverse and innumerable energies which are beyond our conception. However, great learned sages or liberated souls have studied these energies and have analyzed them into three parts. All of the energies are of Vishnu Shakti. That is to say, they are different potencies of Lord Vishnu. The first energy is para, transcendental. Living entities also belong to the superior energy, as has already been explained. The other energies, or material energies, are in the motive. The other energies, or material energies, are in the mode of ignorance. At the time of death, either we can remain in the inferior energy of this material world, or we can transfer to the energy of the spiritual world. So the Bhagavad Gita 8.6 says, Yam yam bhapi smaran bhavam jajanchanti kalevaram tam tam evaiti kaunteya sada tad bhava bhavitaha Whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his present body in, this, in his next life he will attain to that state without fail. In life we are accustomed to thinking either of the material or of the spiritual energy. Now, how can we transfer our thoughts from the material energy to the spiritual energy? There are so many literatures which fill our thoughts with the material energy. Newspapers, magazines, novels, Facebook, etc. Our thinking which is now absorbed in these literatures must be transferred to the Vedic literatures. The great sages, therefore, have written so many Vedic literatures, such as the Puranas. The Puranas are not imaginative, they are historical records. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya 20, 122, there is the following verse. Maya mukta jivada nahi swata krishna jnana jivede kripaya koila krishna ved purana The forgetful living entities or conditioned souls have forgotten their relationship with the Supreme Lord and they are engrossed in thinking of material activities. Just to transfer their thinking power to the spiritual sky, Krishna Dvaipaya Navyas has given a great number 
of Vedic literatures. First he divided the Vedas into four, then he explained them in the Puranas, and for less capable people he wrote the Mahabharata. In the Mahabharata there is given the Bhagavad Gita. Then all Vedic literature is summarized in the Vedanta Sutra. And for future guidance, he gave a natural commentation on the Vedanta Sutra called Srimad Bhagavatam. We must always engage our minds in reading these Vedic literatures. Just as materialists engage their minds in reading newspapers, magazines, and so many materialistic literatures. We must transfer our reading to these literatures, which are given to us by Vyasadeva. In that way, it will be possible for us to remember the Supreme Lord at the time of death. That is the only way suggested by the Lord, and He guarantees the result. There is no doubt. Tasmat sarveshu kaleshu mamanusmara yudhyacha mayar pitamano budir Therefore, Arjuna, you should always think of me in the form of Krishna and at the same time continue your prescribed duty of fighting. With your, with your activities dedicated to me and your mind and intelligence fixed on me, you will attain me without doubt. Bhagavad Gita 8.7 He does not <clears throat> advise Arjuna simply to remember him and give up his occupation. No, <clears throat> the Lord never suggests anything impractical. In this material world, in order to maintain the body, one has to work. Human society is divided, according to work, into four divisions of social order, Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya, and Shudra. The Brahmana class or intelligent class is working in one way. The Kshatriya or administrative class is working in another way. And the mercantile class and the laborers are all tending to their specific duties. In the human society, whether one is a laborer, merchant, administrator or farmer or even if one belongs to the highest class, and is a literary man, a scientist, or a theologian. He has to work in order to maintain his existence. The Lord therefore tells Arjuna that he need not give up his occupation, but while he is engaged in his occupation, he should remember Krishna, Mam, Anusmara. If he doesn't practice remembering Krishna while he is struggling for existence, then it will not be possible for him to remember Krishna at the time of death. Lord Chaitanya also advises this. He says, One should practice chanting the names of the Lord always. The names of the Lord and the Lord are non-different. So Lord Krishna's instruction to Arjuna to remember me 
and Lord Chaitanya's injunction to always chant the names of Lord Krishna are the same instruction. There is no difference because Krishna and Krishna's name are non are, are, are non-different. In the absolute status, there is no difference between reference and referent. Therefore, we have to practice remembering the Lord always, 24 hours a day. By chanting His names and molding our life's activities in such a way that we can remember Him always. How is this possible? The Acharyas give the following example. If a married woman is attached to another man, or if a man has an attachment for a woman other than his wife, then, that, then the attachment is to be considered very strong. One with such an attachment is always thinking of the loved one. The wife who is thinking of her lover is always thinking of meeting him even while she is carrying out her household chores. In fact, she carries out her household work even more carefully so her husband will not suspect her attachment. Similarly, we should always remember the Supreme Lover, Sri Krishna, and at the same time perform our material duties very nicely. A strong sense of love is required here. If we have a strong sense of love for the Supreme Lord, then we can discharge our, discharge our duty and at the same time remember Him. But we have to develop that sense of love. Arjuna, for instance, was always thinking of Krishna. He was the constant companion of Krishna and at the same time he was a warrior. Krishna did not advise him to give up fighting and go to the forest to meditate. When Lord Krishna delineates the yoga system to Arjuna, Arjuna says that the practice of this system is not possible for him. Arjuna Uvacha Yo yam yogas toya prokta samyena mudasudana etasya ham napashyami chanchalatvat stitim stiram. Arjuna said, O Madhusudana, the system of yoga which you have summarized appears impractical and unendurable to me, for the mind is restless and unsteady. Bhagavad Gita 6.33 But the Lord says, Yoginam apisarvesham madkatenantaratmana shadhavan bhajate yomam same mataha. Of all yogis, the one with great faith who always abides in me thinks of me within himself and renders transcendental loving service to me is the most intimately united with me in yoga and is the highest of all. That is my opinion. Bhagavad Gita 6.47 So one who thinks the Supreme Lord always is the greatest yogi, the supermost jnani, and the greatest devotee at the same time. The Lord further tells Arjuna that as a chatriya, he cannot give up his fighting. But if Arjuna fights remembering Krishna, 
then he will be able to remember Krishna at the time of death. But one must be completely surrendered in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. We work not with our body, actually, but with our mind and intelligence. So if the intelligence and the mind are always engaged in the thought of the Supreme Lord, then naturally the senses are also engaged in His service. Superficially, at least, the activities of the senses remain the same, but the consciousness has changed. The Bhagavad Gita teaches one how to absorb the mind and intelligence in thoughts of the Lord, in thought of the Lord. Such absorption will enable one to transfer himself to the kingdom of the Lord. If the mind is engaged in Krishna's service, then the senses are automatically engaged in his service. This is the art, and this is also the secret of Bhagavad Gita, total absorption in the thought of Sri Krishna. Modern man has struggled very hard to reach the moon, but he has not tried very hard to elevate himself spiritually. If one has 50 years of life ahead of him, he should engage that brief time in cultivating this practice of remembering the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This practice is the devotional process. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atmanivedanam. These nine processes, of which the easiest is Shravanam, hearing the Bhagavad Gita from the realized person, will turn one to the thought of the Supreme Being. This will lead to remembering the Supreme Lord and will enable one, upon leaving the body, to attain a spiritual body which is just fit for association with the Supreme Lord. The Lord further says, Abhyasa Yoga Yuktena Chetasa Nanya Gamana Paramam Purusham Divyam Yati Partanu Chintyan. He who meditates on me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, his mind constantly engaged in remembering me, undeviated from the path, he, O Arjuna, is sure to reach me. Bhagavad Gita 8. Eight. This is not a very difficult process. However, one must learn it from an experienced person. Tadvigyanartam sagurum eva bigachtet. Mundaka Upanishad 1.2.12. One must approach a person who is already in the practice. The mind is always flying to this and that, but one must practice concentrating the mind always on the form of the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna, or on the sound of His name. The mind is naturally restless, going hither and thither, but it can rest in the sound vibration of Krishna. One must thus meditate on paramam, Purusham, 
the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the spiritual kingdom, the spiritual sky, and thus attain Him. <clears throat> the ways and means for ultimate realization, ultimate attainment, are stated in the Bhagavad Gita, and the doors of this knowledge are open for everyone. No one is barred out. All classes of men can approach Lord Krishna by thinking of Him, for hearing and thinking of Him is possible for everyone. The Lord further says, Bhagavad Gita 39, 32, and 33, Mam hiparta vipasritya yepisyu papa yonayaha striyo vaishas tatasrudras tepiyanti param gatim kim punar brahmanak punya bhakta rajashayastata anityam asukam lokam imam prapya bhajaswamam Thus the Lord says that even a merchant, a fallen woman or a laborer or even human beings in the lowest status of life can attain the Supreme. One does not need highly developed intelligence. The point is that anyone who accepts the principle of Bhakti Yoga and accepts the Supreme Lord as the summum bonum of life as the highest target, the ultimate goal, can approach the Lord in the spiritual sky. If one adopts the principles enunciated in Bhagavad Gita, he can make his life perfect and make a permanent solution to all the problems of life. This is the sum and substance of the entire Bhagavad Gita. In conclusion, Bhagavad Gita is a transcendental literature which one should read very carefully. Gita Shastram Idam Punyam Yakpatet Prayatak Puman If one properly follows the instructions of Bhagavad Gita, one can be freed from all miseries and anxieties in this life and one's next life will be spiritual. Vishnok Param Avapnoti Bhayashokadivarjitaha Gita Mahatmya 1 There is also a further advantage. Gita Jayanashilasya Pranayama Palasyacha Naivasanti Hipapani Purava Janma Kritanicha If one reads Bhagavad Gita very sincerely, and with all seriousness, then by the grace of the Lord, the reactions to his past misdeeds will not act upon him. Gita Mahatmya 2 The Lord says very loudly in the last portion of Bhagavad Gita, 1866, Sarvadharman Parityaja Mamekam Sharanambraja Ahang Twang Sarvapapebhyo Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you 
from all sinful reactions, do not fear. Thus the Lord takes all responsibility for one who surrenders unto Him, and He indemnifies such a person against all reactions of sins. Malantnir mochanam pungsang jalas nanam dine dine sakrit gitamritas nanam sangsara malanashanam One may cleanse himself daily by taking a bath in water, but if one takes a bath even once in the sacred Ganges, water of Bhagavad Gita, for him the dirt of material life is altogether vanquished. Gita Mahapya 3 Gita Sugita Kartabya Kim Anyai Shastravistudahi Yaswayam Padmanabhasya Mukha Padmad Vinistrita Because Bhagavad Gita is spoken by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one need not read any other literature. One need only attentively and regularly hear and read Bhagavad Gita. In the present age, people are so absorbed in mundane activities that it is not possible for them to read all the Vedic literatures. But this is not necessary. This one book, Bhagavad Gita, will suffice because it is the essence of all Vedic literatures and especially because it is spoken by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Gita Mahatmya 4 As it is said, Bharatamrita Sarvasam Vishnu Vaktrad Vinishtritam Gita Gangodakam Pitva Punarjanma Navidyate One who drinks the water of the Ganges attains salvation. So what to speak of one who drinks the nectar of Bhagavad Gita? Bhagavad Gita is the essential nectar of the Mahabharata and it is spoken by Lord Krishna Himself, the original Vishnu. Gita Mahatmya 5 Bhagavad Gita comes from the mouth of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the Ganges is said to emanate from the lotus feet of the Lord. Of course, there is no difference between the mouth and the feet of the Supreme Lord, but from an impartial study, we can appreciate that Bhagavad Gita is even more important than the water of the Ganges. Sarvopanishado gavo dogda gopalanandanaha parto vatsa sudir bhokta dugdam gitamritam mahat this Gitopanishad, Bhagavad Gita, the essence of all the Upanishads, is just like a cow. And Lord Krishna, who is famous as a cowherd boy, is milking this cow. Arjuna is just like a calf. And learned scholars and pure devotees are to drink the nectarian milk of Bhagavad Gita. Gita Mahatmya 6 Ekam Shastram Deviki Putra Gitam Eko Devo Deviki Putra Eva Eko Mantras Tasya Namani Yani 
karmapye kam tasidevastaseva. In this present day, people are very much eager to have one scripture, one God, one religion, and one occupation. Therefore, ekam shastram devikiputragitam. Let there be one scripture only, one common scripture for the whole world, Bhagavad Gita. Eko devo devikiputra eva. Let there be one God for the whole world, Sri Krishna. Eko mantras tasyanamani. And one hymn, one mantra, one prayer, the chanting of his name, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Karmapye kam seva and let there be only one work let there be one work only the service of the supreme personality of Godhead Prabhupada what a essay and it ends with the essence, only one work, the service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The disciplic succession, evam parampara praptam, imam rajarshayo viduhu, Bhagavad Gita 4.2. This Bhagavad Gita, as it is, as it is, is received through this disciplic succession. One, Krishna. Two, Brahma. Three, Narada. Four, Vyas. Five, Madhva. Six, Padmanabha. Seven, Nrihari. Eight, Madhava. Nine, Akshobhya. Ten, Jayatirtha. Eleven, Janasindhu. 12. Dayanidhi 13. Vidyanidhi 14. Rajendra 15. Jayadharma 16. Purushottama 17. Brahmanya Tirtha 18. Vyasa Tirtha 19. Lakshmipati 20. Madhavendra Puri 21. Ishwara Puri And Nityananda, Advaita, because Nityananda and Advaita were, were initiated by Madhavendra Puri. Twenty-two, Lord Chaitanya. Twenty-three, Rupa, Surupa, and Sanatan. Twenty-four, Raghunath, Jiva. Twenty-five, Krishnadas. 26. Naratam 27. Vishwanath 28. Baladev and Jagannath 29. Bhaktivinoda 30. Gorkishore 31. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati 32. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada That's the end of the front matter of the Bhagavad Gita. A wonderful outline of the subject matter 
of the Bhagavad Gita and how he constantly focuses on the essence of the Gita, the final instruction of the Gita, which is to always remember Krishna and never forget him, somehow or other. Hare Krishna. So it's 8.04. We're just in time to begin tomorrow, uh, the beginning of the actual text of the Bhagavad Gita, as it is. Hare Krishna. So if there's any uh, things that you heard today or even the other days and we heard the introduction of the Gita that one wants to reflect upon, share with us, please be our guest. Hare Krishna. First is from Brian Phillips. Hey, Dr. Brian, Hari Bo. Good evening, Maharaj. Thank you for another evening of nectar and enlightenment. Mm. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Just the peon d trying to deliver the mail. Next is something from Daitari Haridas. Daitari Haridas, Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hi, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. I particularly liked the point he read tonight where Prabhupada says, quote, In the Vedic literature we can receive much information about all the planets and we can believe it or not believe it. All of the important planets are described in the Vedic literatures, especially Srimad Bhagavatam, and the spiritual world which is beyond this material sky is described as avyakta, unmanifested. One should desire and hanker after that supreme kingdom, for when one attains that kingdom, he does not have to return to this material world. Yes. Unquote. It seems very similar to the point you stress quite often about hearing the wonderful reality presented in Prabhupada's books with faith and without argument, and that that will lead to the highest perfection in life. Yes. I often have deity service in the evening, and the internet signal isn't so good in our temple, so I can't properly hear all these readings live but I keep up with them by listening the next day. Because I don't get to listen live all the time, there are certain things I hear and don't get the chance to ask you on the night. Mm. I hope you forgive me for asking something from the other evening. It's fine. But just on the point that if one thinks he's free, particularly in the conditioned state, one is considered to be insane. On this point, I was wondering how much free will does a conditioned soul have? Is it that we can only choose where we want to go in life on the basis of what we hear from higher sources and then gradually elevate ourselves through whatever modes of nature we are in and in that way gradually develop a greater degree of free will to make more informed choices based on where we desire to go in life, all the while being simultaneously always dependent on the will of Krishna? That's my current understanding, but I'm not sure if I've understood it. 
properly? Well, the soul is uh, the soul is always dependent on Krishna. Is dependent on Krishna in the spiritual world and in the material world. So, as Krishna says in the Gita, when we are in the material world, then we are controlled by the modes of material nature. And we do have a limited free will, a very limited free will in the material world. But that free will is not to be able to choose between one kind of car or another, or one color of dress or another, or one kind of activity or another. Those decisions are actually the interactions of the modes of material nature. You know, when, when my mode of nature at the moment uh, is attracted to a certain color, then I'll go and buy that color dress or that color car or that color whatever. That's not free will. That's the interactions of the material nature. But still, we do have a limited ability to choose vidya or avidya, for example. Vidya and avidya are both within the modes of nature, but vidya leads us toward more knowledge, towards higher knowledge. And avidya leads us down into lower species of life in which we have no free will whatsoever. So in the human form of life, we have a body which is able to express its free will when one hears knowledge from outside of the system of action and reaction which is the material nature. This is described in the Gita, third chapter, text 28, I believe. Tattvavittu mahabaho guna karma vibhaga yaho guna guneshivartante itimatva Tattvavit means to, to know the truth. Tattvavit, know the truth. Tattvavit to Mahabha Guna Karma Vibhagayo. When we actually hear from a source of knowledge beyond the gunas, beyond the, material, the modes of material nature, then we get the ability to see the difference between material and spiritual, between devotional service and material sense gratification. And we can choose at that point devotional service. That's the actual uh, extent of the freedom of the soul while in the material world. When we use that independence, that we have that limited independence properly and follow 
the parampara system of knowledge, which we, which Prabhupada just summarized at the end of this introduction, then we are able to choose spiritual life, spiritual devotional service, as opposed to sense gratification, and give up material existence and return to the spiritual world. Then we have full freedom. Then we have full freedom. But even in that full freedom, we're dependent on Krishna. But we're voluntarily or spontaneously, uh, we spontaneously follow. We spontaneously know what to do, what not to do. We don't, ha we don't need the rules and regulations that we have in the material world. That is pure love. And there, there is family, there's social structure, there's activities, there's loving exchanges, there's, there's, there's adventure, there's everything that there is in this material world. But there, it is the reality. The, the, the ultimate demon, <laughs> the ultimate enemy uh, is the impersonal philosophy that comes to the conclusion that there is no form in the, and the goal. When we leave the body, everything's finished. And, and while we're here, we adopt this impersonal philosophy because we won't feel guilty about doing or saying or thinking anything. Because there is no authority. There is no ultimate authority. There is no reason to worry. And this philosophy, Lord Chaitanya says, if you hear it submissively, then you're doomed spiritually. So just to make, just to re reiterate or to summarize or cap it up, you know, when we hear actually hear and actually accept knowledge coming from the spiritual world and we know the difference and we know what the goal is, we will no longer look for water in the desert. This is the defect of the impersonal philosophy. They don't consider if, if I'm superimposing form onto, in, onto formlessness, then where did the idea of enjoyment come from? Where is the idea you know, of the snake that looks like the rope or the rope that looks like the snake? Where does the idea come from? There must be somewhere a snake in order for me to look at a rope and think it's a snake. It has to be there somewhere. So the spiritual world is there and all the activities of the spiritual world which are perverted, reflected here is there. And we have to turn our mind and turn our intelligence to that reality then we will see it for what it is. Then we can choose devotional service over sense gratification, nectar over poison.
Hare Krishna. Next is something from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Gopakanya Devi Dasi. She says, Jai Maharaj, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and your daily reading service to his eternal books. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna to all friends. Thank you very much. And from Rati Manjari. Hare Bo Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj. My superfood of the day. <laughs> Hare Krishna. <laughs> She's funny. And from Bhakta Rupa. Hare Bo Bhakta Rupa. Wow, Maharaj, this is amazing. I remember reading the description of the material world and spiritual sky for the first time and thinking it sounds completely mad from the perspective of the Western paradigm. But at the same time, it sounded too certain, clear, and scientific for me to be able to write it off as just something that's made up. Prabhupada's certainty and tone really confronts one's conditioning and makes one question one's own so-called knowledge. Yes, actually true. Very powerful. Very powerful. And therefore, sometimes when devotees don't have enough faith and they get fall into the mistake of argument, then they stop reading Prabhupada's books. They can't take it. <laughs> I made the point last night that when, when, when we hear something that's true, it should enliven us. We shouldn't get tired of hearing something that's true even if we hear it again and again and again. Because we need that. We need to hear it again and again and again. Because time is so powerful. If we don't hear it again and again and again, then guess what? We'll forget. Good points. All good points. Next is from Bhakta Charlie. Haribo Bhakta Charlie says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to Prabhupada. It was said in the reading, quote, we should not reject that which does not tally with our imagination, unquote. This stood out for me. It made me think that if we let go of our imagined ideas of how spiritual life should be and our ideas about Krishna, then we will better understand Krishna. Is this a correct understanding? Correct. That's the Siddhanta. But at the same time, we can't give up those material conceptions unless we actually have a taste. When we hear what the truth is and we're experienced enough, then we get attracted. The, the Gita says that even persons who don't have philosophy or know very much because of their tendency to hear from authority, when they hear, they take it up also. That's why Śrīla Prabhupāda and personalities of his stature are so dear to Krishna. 
That's why when Śrīla Prabhupāda installed the deities around the world, the nearest one next to us, Radha Landanishwara, installed by Prabhupāda, and he told us, I know that my followers are not so expert, but I pray to you that you'll accept their service. And therefore, here we are, <laughs> Hare Krishna, almost 50 years later. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Proof of the pudding is in the eating. Dream, living in a dream world is the mode of ignorance. If we imagine the way things are, then we will go from one will-o'-the-wisp, one horse egg <laughs> to another. Chewing the chewed. Getting disappointed. Life after life after life. not very intelligent. So Prabhupada gave us faith, gave us intelligence, and gave us the knowledge. But it's up to us to take it. No one will force us. Even Krishna will not force us. So the more we volunteer our lives, even though it may not always be a bed of roses, it may not always be enjoyable, it may not always be easy, but it's the truth. And as they say, in all the religious teachings, the truth will set you free. But you have to know what the truth is. God is great, they say, but how great He is, they don't know. And therefore their faith is weak. And when something, a glittering object, is put in front of them by the... Uh, manufacturing of electronic you know gadgets they get swept away they get swept away and think that this is it must be the truth because it's allowing me to do things that I couldn't do before but look at the state of the world <laughs> how much nicer the world is now because of it it's it's obvious and it's getting more obvious by the minute what to speak of by the day everyone is a devotee underneath it all everyone is a soul and they're just waiting to be picked up by Prabhupada's movement. Hare Krishna. This is from Serge Keller. Serge Keller. Keller? Serge Keller. Hare Krishna. He says, Please accept my humble obeisances from Russia. Thanks, Hare Krishna. Oh, well, Hare Krishna, from Russia with love. Thanks. And next is from Bhakta Matsu. Haribo Bhakta Matsu. 
he says, obeisances, Maharaj, Jai Sri the Prabhupada. Since yesterday, we've got 10 new subscribers for the daily readings on YouTube. Oh, thanks. We will keep getting the word out. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. He also says, I love hearing from the Gita Mahatmya. Sometimes before reading the Gita, I read these slokas just like we do the Srimad Bhagavat Mahima Stotra. Yes, it's very nice. Good idea. Eka Shastra Gita Upanishad Ki Jai. Hare Krishna. And from Saloni Sachi Sundari. Saloni Sachi Sundari, Hari Bo. Hare Krishna Maharaj, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Hari Bol Anandamurti. Jai Guru Dev, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. I found that this Bhagavad Gita is the very important Shastra which we should hear from authority. Sri the Prabhupada assures devotees for the highest goal to go back to Godhead. Perfectly correct. <clears throat> the Siddhanta. Nicely said. Thank you. Next is from Amara Devidasi. Hare Krishna Amara Devidasi. Hare Krishna Maharaj. For those who do not have any background of Bhagavatam or any appreciation for Vedic scriptures, even though they come from Indian background, how to bring them to at least the level of appreciation and curiosity about understanding Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thank you so much, Maharaj, your aspiring servant. Well, it begins with, charity begins at home, as they say. To the extent that you are convinced, to that extent you can preach. The arguments are there. They're clear, they're attractive, they're powerful, and they work. But one has to have strength, spiritual strength. We get our strength from regulating our senses according to the uh, Guru Parampara. So, no, Krishna will not force anyone he doesn't interfere with our little bit of independence. So if you want to, to convince people, become convinced yourself. The more convinced you are, the more you are tasting and seeing for yourself that you're not the body, that you are a spiritual being, and you're tasting the happiness that comes from that realization, then when you talk to people, they will listen. Maybe not everyone, maybe not very many, but some will listen and they will feel something different coming from you. It's more than just the knowledge, it's more than just the words, it's the consciousness of the person who's speaking. So your, the answer to your question is to become convinced and we become convinced ourselves by following 
to the point where we realize, where we see for ourselves, jnana chakshus, chastha chakshus. When we can, this is not blind faith. This is reasonable faith. You know, there's that story of the cobbler and the Brahmin, and they met Narada Muni on his way to go to Vaikuntha, and both of them asked him, Oh, you're going to see Nar Lord Narayana. Please, will you ask him when we will get our liberation? And he said, Yes, of course. So he asked the Lord, and he said, The Brahmin will have to wait. And the cobbler is coming back this lifetime. And Narada Muni said, that's strange because the cobbler is a lower birth, it's a lower activity, it's always touching the skins of animals and, and everything. He said, how is that? He said, well, you go back and you, uh, when, they, when they ask you what I was doing, you tell the Brahmin and the cobbler that I was stringing, threading an, an elephant through the head of a needle, through the eye of a needle, and moving it back and forth. And Narada didn't understand, but he said, okay, so he did. And when, he, when, he, when the Brahmin asked what, he, what the Lord was doing, and he gave him the answer that the Lord gave him to give, stringing or, or threading the elephant through the eye of a needle and the brahman said that's ridiculous you're just you're just making fun of me you know the lord wouldn't do that even if he could he wouldn't do something so so silly as that and then narada muni said oh yes now i understand then he asked the cobbler the cobbler asked him what the lord is doing and narada muni said he was threading he was stringing he was threading an elephant through the eye of a needle back and forth and immediately the cobbler tears came out of his eyes and he said, oh, my Lord is so wonderful, he could do anything. And Narada Muni said, really? He said, isn't that a strange thing for the Lord to do? And he said, is, is it even possible? And then he said, you see this tree I'm sitting underneath? This banyan tree? It has millions of fruits. And in each fruit, there's millions of seeds. And in each seed, there's a banyan tree. If the Lord can do something like that, why can't he thread an elephant through the eye of a needle? Why not? Reasonable faith. Knowledge. Hare Krishna. Sudevi Dasi. Haribal Sudevi Dasi. She says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Daitari Hari Das says really nice. Thank you, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. From Bhakta Rupa, he says, Missed you so much, Maharaj. Wonderful to have you back. Thank you. It's nice to be back. Thank you very much. From Rati Manjari. Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. 
Tonight I especially love to hear the names of those loyal servants, the members of the Guru Parampara, yes. carrying this precious, precious knowledge throughout the centuries. And then to have the names becoming increasing familiar and dear. How fortunate we all are. Absolutely. Absolutely. That gratitude is the, is the cornerstone of our house of bhakti. Bhakta Charlie says, thank you so much, Maharaj. The pleasure is always all mine. <laughs> thank you. And from Amara Devi Dasi, she says, thank you so much, Maharaj. I seek your blessings. Please accept my humble obeisances. Jai, glory to Prabhupada. Your aspiring servant. And Gopakanya Devidasi says, Jai Ho Maharaj. Jai Ho. Thank you very much, everyone. Wonderful reflections and, you know, yes. Srimad Bhagavad Gita, as it is, ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Vrinda, ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same place same time, same topic, and we'll begin to hear the Bhagavad Gita as it is, Krishna's instructions, how to get out of this material world, how to be happy at last. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.